and we are live with another edition of the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside once again by Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, are you ready? I don't think you I don't think you heard me. I said, are you ready? Because this upcoming Saturday is the first edition of Elimination Chamber being in a different country as it will be held in Perth, Australia. Now, as we all know, this will be the first time on the show that we are covering the WWE. We are both avid WWE fans since pretty much our entire childhood. And now we get to cover it here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. And a fitting week to do it with the Chamber PLE coming up this upcoming Saturday. WrestleMania is also on the horizon. And both you and I, Johnson, will be at that WrestleMania in Philadelphia. So we are looking forward to the next couple of months here of some world wrestling entertainment. Absolutely. I wanted to kind of give you a fake out before. I, I knew you were going to say, are you ready again? So I'm sorry. Okay, let me just do like a throwback to the uh, to the pandemic of the empty arenas. And thankfully, <laughs> we don't have to do that anymore. But yeah, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. Looking forward to Elimination Chamber. Uh, took too long to talk wrestling on the, on, on the show. But yeah. just with everything that goes on, whether it was the World Baseball Classic, March Madness, NFL, college football, NBA, uh, NHL. Kind of hard to fit this in, but it seems like we have some time, and I'm looking forward to actually discussing this. Yeah, we ha- we have certainly been busy this last couple of weeks, but with now the NFL season being finally over, we know that the off season is coming up soon for the NFL. We'll get we'll definitely dive into that in the next couple of weeks. We know March Madness is also coming up, as well as the MLB opening day season. So we have a bunch to talk about on this show. But Johnson, let me talk to you about this upcoming WWE PLE Elimination Chamber. As I mentioned, the first. Uh, you know, PLE going to be held in Australia and they've had their shows there in Australia. Um, but this will be the first time that they've held it. I th- want to say maybe since the super showdown they had a couple years ago in Australia. So maybe it's not the first time they've held a PLE in Australia, but it's the first time in a couple years that they're doing it. And it's a big one considering it's the last stop before WrestleMania this upcoming year. So a lot to go down. Four matches on this card. Second straight pay. Uh, I almost said pay per view, but it's still you know still it's PLE. Yeah, it's PLE, but I'm still used to saying pay per view from the old days. But yeah, it's the second P- straight PLE that we're going to have four matches on the card. We have that at the Royal Rumble as well. We're now going to have this here at the Elimination Chamber, and there's some big matches on this card considering the implications that we'll have towards WrestleMania and what will go down this year and. Towards the end of it, we will give our predictions on what we think we might see at this year's WrestleMania. Because as you know, you and I both want to see a really good show this year. We had a really good showing last year, WrestleMania 39. We also went to WrestleMania 35 in New York a couple years ago. So for you, this will be your second WrestleMania you ever attended. And this will be my third WrestleMania that I've attended. So we are certainly looking forward to WrestleMania 40 this year in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But before we can get there, let's talk about this Elimination Chamber PLE. And I think with there being two chamber matches, I think it's only fitting that one of the chamber matches, Johnson, starts off the show, kind of like how they did with the Royal Rumble the previous month. And I think they started off with this Women's Elimination Chamber match with the winner going to WrestleMania to challenge the Women's World Champion for a title match at the show. The six participants in the match you have Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Naomi, and Tiffany Stratton. Now, betting odds-wise, right now, Becky Lynch is the favorite to win this match. And we can kind of go dive into what each of these participants bring to the table and what they've done the last couple of weeks and the last couple of months 
going into this match. But right now, it seems as if everyone is betting on Becky Lynch to get this win and to go to WrestleMania to have another prominent match at the Showcase of the Immortals. Yeah, so I'm glad that we're kind of going over this. So let's go into the Women's Chambers match. Let's talk about how they actually got here, right? Yep. So Naomi, uh, surprise, she's back. Uh, had a great stint over in TNA. Kind of, re- yep. I don't want to say reinvented herself because she kind of kept the same gimmick, but she really, really improved herself on that scene because TNA it does have a fantastic women's division, and she came back looking stronger than she was ever booked in WWE. She kind of took, I don't want to say she took the Cody Rhodes route because Cody did all the indies. He really, uh, he really cut his teeth. But Naomi still no slouch. Really believes in her craft. Re- uh, improved herself. Came back to a warm reception at the at the at the Rumble, and now she's gonna be fighting for a chance to possibly main event WrestleMania Night One. We don't really have concrete pa- plans, uh, or I should say, TKO doesn't have concrete plans yet on who the main event of Night One is going to be. Yeah, but we'll get into that later on. So let's talk about Naomi. Uh, let's also talk about uh, Bianca Belair. Kind of a favorite to uh, to even make this match. Becky, kind of a favorite to make this match. Don't really have to go into them a little bit because they've been around for a long time now. Uh, but also, a couple more surprise entrants. I don't think if you said at the beginning of the year, you wouldn't have put these people in here. Uh, let's go into Liv Morgan being out for what, six about months, a year now? I think it was. Six months? Yeah, Felt like it was a year. six months. It definitely Felt- did feel like a year. It felt like a year. She comes back, has a strong showing in the Rumble, gets in her, gets in this match. A lot of her fans, she has history with Rhea Ripley. If she should retain at this PLE, uh, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, uh, main event of WrestleMania would be pretty good. She did catch a little flack on her uh, you on her women's title run with uh, in what twenty twenty two when she beat Ronda Rousey at Money in the yeah. Bank. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the best title reign. I mean, it was certainly a feel-good moment when she cashed in, but oh, after absolutely. that if was... you see Michael Cole's reaction, Pat McAfee, the entire yeah. WWE Universe, it was a feel-good moment. But, you know, sometimes the actual, you know, winning of the belt is your crowning moment, which she don't want as a champion. But she's young, she has time, and perhaps winning the belt off Rhea at WrestleMania that's a hell of a way to get a second chance on life. Considering in storyline, that was the person that injured her and kept her off the shelf for these last six months. So it could make sense. I think she's also the last person to beat Rhea, too, if I'm not mistaken. Indeed, the last person to have pinned Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And let's talk about a couple other. We had Raquel Rodriguez come back uh, after injury as well, winning the last chance battle royal. Now, there's a lot of people in that match, Nick. Who would you want? If Raquel didn't win that, who was your... I guess, favorite for the last person to be in this match because I was just decided last night. I was always a Chelsea Green advocate, so I was really hoping that she would have won, but I'm not upset by Raquel winning either. I think she brings another element to this match. Um, Other than that, there wasn't really many. I mean, I would have liked to see Jay Cargill. She wasn't in the Battle Royal. She's not ready yet, though. Yeah. I I still think it would have been interesting to put her in this match because you definitely could have set up a WrestleMania match, but I think I know now what the direction is for her at WrestleMania when it comes down to it. But yeah, I think for Raquel, I mean, it's another, she has another case because Rhea obviously has history with her as well. So she's had a couple of opportunities and she also has history with Nia Jax. So no matter who wins that women's world title match, she has an opportunity at WrestleMania to be, you know, compete against one of them. And then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that last chance battle royal really was showcased by a lot of women who worked there, really worked for the tale of year in and year out. 
and they had a chance to shine. Shayna, who's been putting in work, got a chance to shine in that. Zoe Stark, Natty. Uh, I'm trying to think even more. Chelsea Green, like you said. Also, Zoe, I think I said Zoe Stark. You did say Zoe Stark, um, yep. So all these women that had the chance, like, you know, they've been really putting in work. They've been either putting people over or they've been working live events, whatever they've been doing. Uh, those kind of final five, kind of final six people were kind of complaining, like, oh, you know, it wasn't the favorites that were in there. But like, it was the, the women who were kind of working the hardest all year. So even they had a chance to kind of showcase themselves on that battle royal in that battle royal and the even to have a chance to qualify was it looked good. And finally, but last but not least, we have Tiffany Stratton, who was is probably the fastest rising rookie we've probably had in about ten years, maybe fifteen years, at least in the women's division. I can't think of another uh, woman who's kind of risen this fast before. You could argue for horsewomen. They spent a lot of time in NXT. It felt like Tiffany was there for about a year. It depends and then she's on what on the main roster. It depends on like how you look about it because you we've seen. I I remember twenty fourteen. They had Paige was you know called up in their first night. She won the title. Um, you've had obviously the stuff with four horsewomen. You know with Becky and um sasha and charlotte and obviously bailey got called up eventually down the line oscar had a pretty good you know rookie year she won the the rumble a couple months into her her first year in the you know in the big leagues if you want to call it like that yeah yeah i mean but like oscar was already established in japan she was in her right so it's like I I, get, I know what you're getting. I think you're, what you're saying is, you know, um, like the Brock. She's not Brock she, Lesnar, but the Brock she Lesnar wasn't, You know, she she came from a background Orton. where originally she wasn't a wrestler, and she's been training all these months to become a wrestler. She finally became the wrestler, and now she's one of the better, you know, wrestlers on the entire roster. And now she has a prominent match here on this PLA, and I would not be shocked if she gets a big match at WrestleMania either. So, oh yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, so there's definitely, you know, the sky is definitely the limit for her. She's also a former NXT Women's Champion, and she, you even, she even got Becky Lynch to face her in NXT, and that says a lot when you're able to get the, you know, these big time players from the main roster to go down and face you on the NX and the NXT level for your respective championship. So there's definitely something about Tiffany Stratton that's something to look forward to in the next couple of years. Now, I think with all that being said, we need to make our picks kind of reverse mission out here. Uh, give me Becky Lynch. I think that she'll, quote unquote, finish her story at WrestleMania with her Ripley. They've been kind of avoiding themselves, avoiding each other for the last uh, nine Pretty months or so. Years. Yeah. Uh, really, two years now when you think about it. God, time goes by so fast. But yeah, uh, Becky and Rhea have not faced off as she was the champion. So this would be a really interesting showdown that has been done before on the grand stage of them all. So give me Becky Lynch. Yeah, also and her you, first time in the uh, in the elimination chamber. Yes, it is, and th- you know I'm I'm glad you brought that up because you remember you look at the six women. Becky, this is her first time. Tiffany Stratton, obviously, it'll be her first time. I'm not sure if Naomi's been in one. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't. I want to say no, but maybe she has been in elimination chamber before. Um, but bes- despite that, the only person in this match that has won the match before is Bianca Belair, so she has the experience of winning the match, but. I'm going to go with you as well. Becky, it's it's pretty been, you know, pretty much been written on the wall for months. You saw it at the press conference. They had her interrupt Rhea. You you know this match is, is going to happen at WrestleMania. And you even look at the odds of this match. Becky is a minus 2,000 favorite for this match. So everyone is pretty much putting their money on Becky to win this match and get another prominent WrestleMania match. As you know and I know, 
we saw the first women's main event with her winning that triple threat match against Ronda and Charlotte at WrestleMania 35. Um, so it would be another big match for her to fight Rhea. I'm not sure if she wins the match, if that's the case. I know kind of already spoiling the next match of what we think is going to happen in that match, but there's a chance she could become out on top after WrestleMania as the women's world champion. But like I said, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself considering that now we will talk about the next match on this card being that women's world title match between Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. Right. These are both, I God, please forgive me. I'm pretty sure Nia Jax is from Australia as well. Is she? I'm almost positive she is. Why do I think why do I think she's from Australia? I don't she is know. From Sydney. She's born in Sydney, Australia. But I she's built no from San Diego. Huh. Sydney, yeah, she was born in uh oh, she was actually born in Long Island and raised in Honolulu. But why did you say she's born in Sydney? Hmm. Oh, because her mother is Australian. That's why. Oh, okay. So she still she still has Australian roots. Uh, cousin of the Rock. Um, she always likes to plug that. So I don't want to say Australian native Nia Jax, but all, she has Australian roots. Ray Ripley, Australian native. This is a big match for her. This is kind of her dream growing up. You know, it'd be like anyone else living in New York City to kind of main event. Uh, you know, of WrestleMania in Madison Square Garden, like they used to have back in the day, which it still should happen every ten years. I don't care if it's a stadium show; it should always happens every ten years. That's the birthplace. I digress. Um, this is a big match uh, because this is Rhea has had. I don't want to say a lackluster title reign because her reign has been good. Just her opponents and her matches have not been good. Yeah, all I'm the glad character you work she's up. all the character work she's been doing has been fantastic. Her match with Charlotte Flair might be a top ten women's match, top five women's match of all time. Could even be number one. I'd really have to take a look at the list. So the yeah. start of her reign, excellent. Her other points, eh, not so much because you know it's not really believable. You know when you when you build like Rhea Ripley, when you're physically bigger than a lot of the other opponents in women's, women's conditions. No offense to anyone, like let's say Zelina Vega, you know great talent, but at the end of the day she's five feet tall, and uh, you know she's really not. I don't. I, I can't really believe it. It's I've not never even. Really it's been not into really that. even that. It's more of what those you know, those women have done character-wise the last couple of months leading up to a tile match because Zelina got her match because of the LWO Judgment Day stuff they had going on at the time. You saw Raquel get a tile match, and that was probably your biggest challenge up to date when that had ha- that went down. We saw Ivy Nile at one point get a tile match because the Creed brothers were fighting the Judgment Day at a point. There was mostly all these reigns were going down because these tile matches were going down because the Judgment Day was involved with a different group, and it led to her facing so-and-so here. She even fought four women at once in a fatal five-way and won the title, and one of those five women were Nia Jax. And now Nia gets a one-on-one match here in Perth against Rhea, where Rhea is pretty much the betting favorite. She's a minus 5,000 favorite to win this match. Really? The minus 5,000? I think that's kind of offensive a little bit. Yeah. I, I, listen, I think Nia deserve, definitely... There's definitely a chance Nia could win the title at some point, and I hate to say that because I'm not really the biggest Nia Jax fan. Um, but there's definitely the way the character is going right now for her. I think even if she doesn't win this title at this uh, PLE, she's going to have a big match at WrestleMania because if I'm if what I'm seeing is hap is happening, I'm certain she's going to get a big prominent match at Mania this year. Um, you could be seeing a lot of women's matches being not even those tag matches, maybe even single matches for some of the women featured at Mania. 
Yeah, and that's just how good this roster has been now the next the last couple of weeks and months. Uh, they only get be- bigger and better than ever, especially since they've all pretty much recovered from injury or it's doing something else. And now you have this match for Rhea and Naya that goes down in Perth. Rhea's obviously back in her home country. She'll get cheered like crazy for this matchup. I don't see a scenario where she loses this match whatsoever. She's going to win. She's going to go to WrestleMania. And as I alluded to earlier, she's going to fight Becky Lynch in a matchup that we haven't seen, as you also mentioned. We haven't seen in the WWE. It has not happened on the main roster. Don't think it happened at NXT either. Maybe it has, but it probably led to a disqualification or something at the end of the day. Being that as it may, they've only fought in war games matches, in tag matches, and that's it. We, that's all the interactions we've seen from these two in, in backstage segments. We're going to get this match at WrestleMania. I don't think it's, while it's certainly capable of closing a WrestleMania, I don't think it gets the WrestleMania close. It might, it could open one of these two nights. That's very. It's even going to open or close. I don't think it'll be mid card. I think the only reason I see that I don't know either because the men's titles. I know you have the men's titles one, but the other women's title match that has happened at WrestleMania has a more prominent storyline than this hundred percent opinion. And I think they storyline. And they and they deserve a prominent role at WrestleMania, regardless of if they're the opening or they're not. The only reason I'm not certain they're going to be the main event. Is because we still don't know if there's going to be a you know a surprise tag match. Maybe not as much as a surprise, but kind of a match that kind of got alluded to at the press conference with the whole you know universal title thing going on. I think you know what I'm getting at, but that could be the I main know event. What you're going for. So yeah. that's a possibility that could happen. I think if it's not that, then it's going to be the women's uh, title match with Bailey and Io Sky. But this match certainly could be a really good match, not regardless, and could definitely open up the show and you know, give everyone a great kickstart to WrestleMania. But like I said, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. She retains, beats Nia, and she will go to WrestleMania to face Becky Lynch for the Women's World Championship. And then we have the undisputed tag team titles, Johnson. So now let's shift over to the men's side of things. And we have the Judgment Day, who are now in the second reign as tag team champions. They've held the titles, I think, since September or October. I'm not... Certainly, you know, entirely sure when the rain started. I think it was late October, uh, early October, late September. Um, but they've been the champions since then. They've done a pretty good job holding the fort down these last couple of years, obviously, with all their rivalries going down with the LWO, the stuff with Cody, Sammy, and, you know, Randy Orton. At the in the war games match they had, obviously the stuff with Edge before that in 2022, and they're right now the tag team champions and they're doing a great work with that. And they will be going into Perth to defend their cha- their championships. The, excuse me, their championships. I lost my wording there for a second against Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Now going into this, we've seen a reformation of Pete Dunne, as we know the falling out with Butch and the Brawling Brutes happened. Uh, Tyler Bate got called up to the main roster to try to help Butch find his inner self. And lo and behold, we found Pete Dunne. And because of that, it's now led to this becoming a tag team. And now they have a tag team title opportunity upcoming at Perth against the Judgment Day and a chance to go to WrestleMania potentially as the tag team champions if they're able to pull off what a lot of people would would consider it to be an upset. Yeah, I think this would be one of the biggest upsets, but Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn, excuse me, Butch, oh no, excuse me, Pete Dunn, uh, have been putting in a lot of work here. 
But I think this storyline has to continue. It's going to have a conclusion at WrestleMania when we go into our predictions for WrestleMania in the second part of this show. So I'm going to say it's going to be the Judgment Day retaining here. I would agree with you as well. Judgment Day are minus 2,000 favorite for this match. So the the the, uh, the betters also believe in the Judgment Day winning this match. And I think you and I are both agreeing. I'm also going to agree later on as to who they will fight at WrestleMania. I already see it happening. Titles. So I also see it. It's kind of been written on the wall as well. But I'm very I'm hopeful that that is the match they do at WrestleMania. But like I said, we won't spoil it just yet. But we will go into the final match of the show and should be most likely the main event of the show. That being the men's elimination chamber match with the winner going to WrestleMania to fight Seth freaking Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. You have four former world champions in this match, Johnson, and potential two future world champions considering where their current stock is right now in the company. We have Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Those being the four former world champions. Then facing Logan Paul, the current United States champion. And then facing L.A. Knight. The megastar. The megastar. Yeah. I was, uh, there it was. I was waiting to see if you could do it. Yeah. Um, you have these six men in the chamber fighting for an opportunity to go to WrestleMania to challenge Seth Rollins for the world title. Uh, as we both know, the world title picture has been very tumultuous this last couple of weeks. We at one point thought maybe it would be CM Punk. Then Punk got hurt. Then we thought it maybe be Cody. Then the whole we want Cody stuff happened, and now Cody's fighting for the Universal title. And now we're trying to figure out who's going to fight Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for this world championship. Um, you have these six men in the ring. Um, and you look at what they've been doing the last couple months. Bobby Lashley, obviously, this group with you know the Street Profits, now BFAB has been involved, um, and they're facing the final testament these last couple months with Karrion Cross, AOP, and Scarlett. You have Kevin Owens has recently been battling it out with Logan Paul for the United States Championship. LA Knight and Randy Orton both had an opportunity at the Royal Rumble to become the Universal Champion. They were not able to get it done in that fatal four-way. But I would think for Randy Orton, it seems like he's still not done with the bloodline. I think maybe you'll see something with him at WrestleMania involving that. And for LA Knight, I think for me you see maybe his WrestleMania match being set up in this chamber match. And I'll say why a little bit later on in the show, but I think you and I both agree on this one as well. I think this is Drew McIntyre's match to lose. He's done some incredible work these last couple months after he went heel. You know, it's been a weird couple years, the last couple years for McIntyre. We know in 2020, he won the, the rumble then COVID happened. He wins the world title of Mania, but there was no fans in attendance. So no one got to see his reign as the WWE champion. Then his first opportunity to win the title back was WrestleMania 37. I guess Bobby Lashley, finally fans were in attendance, was not able to get it done. Then McIntyre went on uh, ops, uh, you know, went on to try to become the universal champion facing Roman and Cardiff. Unfortunately, that didn't get it, he didn't get it done at that show either due to the Bloodlines interference. Then he went after the Intercontinental title, could not beat Gunther and Sheamus at Mania, took a couple months off, then lost to Gunther at SummerSlam, and then went after Seth Rollins in the world title. And after losing to him in in uh, Saudi, he would then turn heel. He's now saying that he's going to do anything at any, you know, beat anyone to win 
a championship, and especially in front of the fans to get his moment at WrestleMania. And I think this is the perfect time to do it. He's done some incredible work these last couple of weeks, especially after the CM Punk injury. Uh, and I think this is his moment to go to WrestleMania, get an opportunity to become the world heavyweight champion and fight Seth Rollins for that title. I will agree with your storyline here. Uh, Drew McIntyre has done a fantastic job this past year. Really leaning in that heel. He really doesn't care, even on social media, whether it's on X or Instagram. Uh, really taking shots, especially at CM Punk. Uh, he had that triceps workout video a couple days after CM Punk had announced he tore his triceps. The t-shirt saying that he prayed for CM Punk's WrestleMania main event to go away so he could be in the main event picture. Uh, the whole saga with him in LA Knight, LA Knight calling him old news, and then on X, literally posting his their Wikipedia pages of their ages, <laughs> saying, like, you're funny. older than me, pal. So he is really leaning into this. He's kind of blurring the lines of reality and kayfabe. Really great job, and I'm, I'm hoping he wins this chamber, and he is my pick to win this chamber. Uh, I can't see Randy Orton going against Seth Rollins. I really can't Bobby Lashley do it. None of these guys really make sense. I'd love to see LA Knight in there yeah. win a title, but I don't think that he's going to do it yet. I I think, because I could paint a picture of kind of what I think each man will do at WrestleMania, or at least the week of WrestleMania. Um, without spoiling at least what the matches that we have going on. Um, I think there's still something to go on with Bobby Lashley's crew and facing Karrion Cross. So I think that WrestleMania week, that'll be one of those filler matches that we have, whether that be on that SmackDown that Friday, or just being one of those matches where you need you know, you had a great match. You need that filler match in between the next great match. So you just, you know, put an eight-man tag match there. That's what happens for Bobby. Randy, I think, is still going to fight someone at WrestleMania. But I think it's going to be solo. I think they're still, you know, tying that in with the bloodline. Maybe he gets involved in the Cody Rhodes match because, you know, the history with obviously with him and Cody and then obviously with the bloodline. That's a possibility, I think, as well. And then I think the three people that are other than McIntyre winning the match, I think the three people that are the question marks are Knight, Paul, and Kevin Owens because Logan Paul is going to fight one of those two guys. The question is, who is going to be that guy? Um, I won't spoil who I think it's going to be, but I think they're going to set it up in this chamber match as to who Logan Paul will fight at WrestleMania for the United States Championship at the end of the day. And being that as is May... You know, McIntyre right now goes in this match with a minus 2,000 favorite. So he's a very heavy favorite as well to win this match. And the next best odds are Randy Orton. So McIntyre seems to be the clear-cut guy to win this match overall and get his opportunity at WrestleMania to become the World Heavyweight Champion. And I think that kind of wraps up our Elimination Chamber predictions. Now I think the second half we're going to talk about WrestleMania. Now, right Now we'll kind of maybe do a little bit of rapid fire here. I will do one thing before we do that. And I want to see maybe if you can get this uh, this trivia for the Elimination Chamber. Now you, might rem- now, you might remember this was 2002 when this happened. Now, I'm not guessing this because you know me. I'm a nerd, and I know this match and when it took place and who was in the match. Okay. Being that it is the Elimination Chamber this upcoming Saturday, can you name me the place or maybe not the venue? Can you name me the pay-per-view? Because at the time it was pay per view, mm-hmm. and the participants of the first ever Elimination Chamber match, uh, it was in Madison Square Garden. It was in Madison Square Garden. Yep. Uh, you said two thousand two. It was two thousand two. Oh jeez. Um, and I'll put on you on the spot, but I want to see if if maybe 
you would know. It was the World Heavyweight title, which was uh, which yep. was Triple H at the time. Triple H was the champion going into the match. So yeah, this was beginning of Reign of Terror Triple H, or maybe kind of in the middle, begin still the beginning of it, 2002. Uh, at the time, I got to think of guys who were getting pushed. So I know Shawn Michaels beat Triple H, right? Shawn Michaels would go on to win this match, yes. Okay. Uh, the other four, I'm not really sure of. I could take guesses who's in. Who's if you want to, there. go ahead, yeah. I would say Booker T was involved with Triple H at the time. So Booker, give me T, Booker T was. T. Um, I know The Undertaker wasn't involved because I don't know if he was injured at this time. He was. He was injured. Yes, okay. I, I am that. I am that nerdy that I know that he was not. He was not wrestling at the time. Because I, I, this is when I started. This is around the time I started watching. So this is probably one of my most favorite. Like I wasn't really watching wrestling, but I remember. Wa- I just keep. Wa- I always watch this pay per view on the network because it's just that good of a pay per view. Uh, Brock was in. He was the WWE champion in two thousand. Yep. Okay. This is um, actually the infamous night he lost the title. Oh, was it? This is the night he lost his first match. He lost to the Big Show because Paul Heyman oh. turned on him. Okay. Yes, folks. I, I know. I I know everything pretty much like a book when it okay. comes to this stuff. Um. So you have three people left. It's not Kurt Angle. Um. Nope. It's not Voldemort. No. Yeah, I will say they're all. All three are former world champions. All three are formal. All former all, world champs. They have all held a world title at some point in their career. Um. Rick wasn't in this match because no. I think he was he was Triple H's manager. He yep, he came out of the ring with Triple H. Okay. Uh former world champs. Um okay, if you really want another hint, I mean, I might give it away. Yeah, g- g- give me another hint. Uh the hint that will give it away is two of them are in AEW. Two of them are in, Okay, Chris Jericho. Yep. Who's in AEW? That's a former world champion AEW. You might not, you might forget that he's in AEW, but he is in AEW. Um, from two thousand two. Yep. Am he's, I missing something right now? You counting like he's a former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, also. Can I get one? Was he a, a former World Champion of anything else? So he was a former WWE Champion, okay. former ECW Champion, former TNA oh, Champion. So yeah, okay, that might give it away. So I think Tommy Dreamer, but he never won the World Heavyweight it's Championship. definitely not Tommy Dreamer, no. It's not Tommy Dreamer, because he's not no. wrestling. He's it's doing more, his own thing in Westchester. former Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, Hardcore Champion. Hardcore. Hardcore. Who is it? It's Rob Van Dam. Oh, come. Give me a break. He's wrestled like two matches there. I, I know, but he's in AEW. All right. And then the final hit. one, uh, the final one, a former... Let me think. So he's a former... Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, World Heavyweight Champion, WWE Champion. He's gone through is a he, couple gimmick changes in his career. Um, is he active? He's not active right now, no. Okay, but when did he retire? He, when did he, he officially retire? He went into the Hall of Fame in 2020. And... Or was it 20, no, 2021? Sorry. He was in the Hall of Fame in 2021 because that was when... that was. Uh, they came out with the fans. Um, I was gonna say I was gonna say Goldberg, but I know no, he wasn't in WWE at this time. He had a very infamous debut that might give it away. Infamous debut. He also had a very infamous moment at MSG just a year later, two thousand three. Oh, is this Kane? It, that's got to be Kane. 
Oh, that's got to be Kane. Okay, so I, I, want, Kane, I want five uh, or six. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. The uh, mayor of Knoxville County. I didn't want to get that away because that would have been that would have been, uh, been too easy. You mean Glenn Jacobs? Glenn Jacobs, yeah. But yeah, that was a little bit of trivia I just wanted to throw out to you before. That was at Survivor Series 2002 at MSG. One of my uh, favorite uh, shows I've ever watched. The only show, I think, Johnson, that every single championship match they had that night, the championship changed. Really? Yeah. I think that that might be the only pay-per-view that's ever happened in. But like Johnson said, now let's talk about WrestleMania. Now, it's still a couple months away. I think maybe, what is it, 50 days, 50 plus days, days, something like so, that. Yeah, 56 something days until WrestleMania. Now, as we know, it's two nights. So we're going to have abundance of matches. Now, last year, we I think we had 13 matches on the card. We won't d- predict 13 matches. We'll at least get to seven, the seven main titles that on the sh- on the uh, the main roster. And we'll even throw in a surprise match that we think that c- we could see happening at this year's WrestleMania. Now, as we both know, there are two matches that have been confirmed. You know, Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns are going to fight for the Universal title. And we know that EO is going to fight Bailey for the women's title. And I think we would both also tend to agree that Jimmy and Jey Uso are also going to fight at WrestleMania, considering after what happened last night in the Intercontinental title match with Jay and Gunther. So that's pretty much also a foregone conclusion that match is going to happen. So there's pretty much three matches at WrestleMania that are guaranteed. Now, We've made predictions in this show that have already pretty much cleared the way as to what we think will happen for some of these matches at WrestleMania. Now, for example, the women's world title. I think we both can agree it's going to be Becky versus Rhea for the women's world championship. Um, For the world heavyweight title, we have right now Seth and Drew McIntyre. Now, I'm not certain that that's going to be the end-all match for that show. The only reason I give you is that I see the Sami Zayn stuff and I keep thinking that maybe he'll get inserted. I'm not certain how he gets inserted into the match, but with a potential of Seth Rollins fighting two nights, they might just add Sami into the match so that the, you know, that Seth doesn't have to do a lot of workload in these two nights at WrestleMania. They at least add a third participant so that it's essentially a Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn one-on-one match and then Seth is in there to defend his title. So, I think there's a possibility you could see a triple threat for the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania. But uh, what are some of the other matches that you think could go down? Let's start off maybe with the U.S. title. What do you think is the match that we get at WrestleMania for that championship? I think the match we get is L.A. Knight defeating Logan Paul. I agree with that. I think that's the match everyone wants to see. Like you said, they're going to set it up in the chamber. L.A. Knight's big payoff. He's going to win the U.S. championship because here's the thing. Uh, and Gunford did a very good job at this. WWE wants to restore the prestige of their mid-card titles. Gunther has done that the IC title. He has made that title feel like a million bucks. The days when Pat Patterson had it, or Ric Flair had it, or Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Diesel, um, anyone who's been any, anybody who's been anyone has had that title. So the day, the glory days of the IC title are kind of back with Gunther. He's held it for over 620 days now, uh, doing a fantastic job. And it's, it's kind of like the TV title right now where it's being defended on regular television and they're all great matches. Right. If, if, if his name, if, he, if this was AEW right now, and I hate to kind of go into this, you know, baloney BS uh, star rating system, they'd be five-star matches. Mm. Gunford, he's the hardest worker in the company, probably maybe even the, the entire world. He's such a great worker and uh, he really knows how to tell a story inside the ring and with his promos as well. 
So give me a uh, uh, give me L.A. Knight versus Paul to kind of elevate that title no. to be on par. Because if anyone who's going to do it, it's going to be L.A. Knight because the fans are right behind him. So if they want to get that U.S. title on par with Gunther, now give keep me in L.A. Mind. Knight defeating Logan Paul. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you can save your prediction of who wins the match for the week of WrestleMania if you want to. You don't have to. I'll, I'll do it right now, and I'll change uh, a week before if I want. Okay, so do you want to pick the uh, the other ma- the two matches that we know are confirmed to at the end? We can or? Do, yeah, we can do that at the end. Okay, all right. So let's go into the next match, the World Heavyweight title. Now, do you think that we just have a straight-up match between McIntyre and Rollins, or do you think... I think so. You, so you think that's going to happen? I think Sami Zayn's going to continue to be an interloper. They're not going to put him in, uh, put him in the main event again if they're going to have him lose. So give me Drew McIntyre defeating Seth Rollins. I'm going to go on a limb and say they do add him, and I think it. I I, I I will say the only way he doesn't get added is if they don't do the tag match at night one with Seth and Cody versus Rock and Roman. But I think that's what they're going to do because they they wouldn't bring the Rock back just to not have a match because they pretty much have assigned essentially you know, sign him up to be in a match. And then maybe night two, you know, who knows what happens. I'll get into that a little bit later on. But I think you add Sammy to this match because of two things. Seth then doesn't have to lose the championship by getting pinned. And I'll say this. I'll make a prediction as to what I might see. If let's say Drew wins, he gets his moment. That's going to happen. Let's say if a Sammy Zane wins, all I'm going to say is, is that this, that could be the night that maybe you see Damien Priest cash in or maybe the Raw after. I think that Damien Priest cashing in is coming up very, very soon. It has been a while and is really drawn out, but I think that his cash in is coming very, very soon. But that's how I think the World Tiverweight title is going to go. Now, we spoke. Now, I spoke about Damien Priest and he's still one half of the tag team champions and we would both tend to agree that they're going to retain an elimination chamber, so that would mean they would need a prominent Mania match. And I think we both agree that they're going to fight our truth in the Miz at WrestleMania for these tag team titles. The awesome truth, I 100% agree, and I think they're going to, the awesome truth are going to win. So I've, that's my third title change of the night so far. See where I'm going with this? I Just like the Safari series I brought up earlier, so yeah. I, I, I would love to see it. I mean, listen, our truth has been doing some great work since coming back from his injury and the Miz has been putting in the work the last decade plus decade uh six to 18 years really yeah he Almost really 20 years ever since his mania match with the with john cena at 27 he hasn't really had that big wrestlemania moment and this would be a great opportunity to do it to end the judgment days reigns the champions and do it with our truth both guys are pretty good pretty over right now with the company i think it'd be a great uh opportunity for them to win the tag tiles at WrestleMania. So maybe that happens. I don't know yet, but I think that's gotta be the match that they do with WrestleMania for those championships. Now we both also mentioned the women's world title. It seems to be that it's going to be Becky versus Rhea. I won't give my prediction just yet. I'll wait till the week of, uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll, I'll make my prediction. So uh U S title. I'll give it to LA night. Uh, the world heavyweight title match. I'm going to give that to McIntyre. Um, the tag titles, I'll give it to Awesome Truth and Women's World Title, Becky and Rhea. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna. Th- I think Rhea retains. I think Rhea is. Really? I'm not sure why I had that feeling because Becky probably could should win just to end it, but I just don't see a reason why as to yet. It's kind of like how I felt with Cody and Roman last year, where 
I don't know who wins the match. I can see either side winning. I'm leaning more towards Rhea winning the match. Because it would really cement her title reign if she were to win. Because she hasn't had that moment yet. I think beating Nia Jax, might, I don't want to say it was going to cement it, but that's to me is the it most would help believable it right opponent. Now. I think it would had. help it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who do you have if that is the indeed match? Who do you think? I, I, have, Bec- I have Becky Lynch. Okay. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think uh, I'm not really a particularly huge fan of Becky. Uh, obviously, great worker, great storyteller, but this is her moment. Um, give her a WrestleMania moment. Uh, I think she won it. She won it in WrestleMania 35 when we were there, right? But yeah, Becky was that. That was the main event. She did. She won the first. That was the, main the event. first women's main event, and Becky I was half asleep. Won the it was one o'clock in the morning. Well, that was not your fault entirely. We had. We were obviously there. We got there around four o'clock. Four o'clock. Tailgated. They opened the gates at around six, or maybe even five, and then the pre-show started at like six or. Very I think it actually started at six o'clock. Yeah. And we had all those matches on the pre-show, and then we had all the matches going into the show, and, and as you mentioned, it didn't end. Till around like 12 30, 1 o'clock. And we didn't get home till around like 3 30, 4 o'clock. So it was a long night. So not long really. Day. Anyways, that's um, the reason why we have two nights now. It's a, other, other than the COVID stuff that happened, but now it's a, another reason why we have two nights. Now, the Intercontinental is where I kind of, this is going to be a, a big curveball because I thought I, the longest time it was going to be, it was going to be Brian Breaker, but then he signed the SmackDown. I right. still think it should be Brian Breaker. But I'm seeing this guy's vignettes. I'm seeing his presentation. I think he's not only going to be in this match. I think he's going to win this match. Before I give my prediction, I want to hear your prediction because mine's this is a pretty hot take. I try to think of vignettes now. Now that you said that, I don't know who. Uh, for your case, I also thought it was going to be Braun Breaker, and I remember we watched SmackDown, and I said to you, "I said this is a curveball that he signed with SmackDown now because now who the hell is going to fight Gunther made it for the title?" And I think I figured it out. Uh, and remember, this is originally supposed to be Brock Lesnar, and then those plans fell out for obvious reasons. The world title plans fell out for obvious reasons as well for Punk being injured, and then the Rock and Roman fell out because of the fans' fallout from it. If that was the intended match, who knows? Could have been, as you mentioned, people were getting worked over it. Being that as it may, I think it's going to be a guy that Gunther's already fought. I don't know. Well, if I don't think so. You don't think so? Oh, I, I you get it, but continue, please. Okay, I have two options for this match. My first option is Chad Gable. I like he beat, it. He beat Ivar on Raw. I'm wondering if maybe they push him again to getting an opportunity. I don't know what they'll do. Maybe a battle royal to win it. I could see that happening. The second option would be Sheamus because he hasn't like been that. seen like since. That. His the edge retirement match. match. Um, he doesn't he doesn't have technically doesn't have to be a SmackDown superstar. He could easily go back to Raw, and we know that's the only championship that he has not held in his WWE career. And we know the matches he put on one Gunther, especially at Cardiff. That as he mentions a banger after banger after banger. Great worker. If he were to get the opportunity at Mania to get a rematch with Gunther and maybe just maybe get the title. That would be great. I think either Gable or Sheamus would be a good pick to get it, but I'm now kind of curious to see where you're going with this. Well, do you think they re- do you think Gunter retains? That's the big question. I think it's going to end at Mania, no matter if it's one of those two, because okay. I think no matter who wins, I think you're going to look at Gunther's going to eventually get 
the world title push that he deserves, whether it be the world heavyweight title or for the universal title, no matter what brand he's on. He's gonna, it's going to happen. He's going to get his match probably at SummerSlam, but it's going to happen very, very soon. So I look at the way this guy's been presented, his vignettes. It's not Shinsuke Nakamura, if that's where you think I'm going. His vignettes, his presentation, he's being perceived as a superstar. Kind of like Cody Rhodes, spent the spent time away in another company and just came back. I think they're going to push Andrade to dethrone oh, Gunther at WrestleMania. I, I think that would be the money pick right there. He was so good in the mid card in WWE. He comes back, you know, the fan, when you heard his theme, when he when you heard El Idolo come out, he was one of the only guys you recognize. Like, and you heard the excitement in the arena too, even though it was kind of a right. dead crowd. You heard the excitement. So I think if you're going to push anyone to kind of give this guy his next push, he's on the younger side, especially nowadays, because you can wrestle to your mid 40s. So he's got more than another 10 years left in him. And I think this would be the kind of guy that would really benefit off beating Gunther more than more so than any of these other guys. I like that pick more than my pick. I like Andrade. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually not a bad idea. It could be Andrade. It could very well be him to be the uh, the one that faces Gunther Mania. I I don't hate that. I really don't hate that. And you think he wins it? And I think he wins it because if you're okay. going to kind of catapult this guy, if it's not Brian Breaker, because Brian Breaker is 26 years old, he's got his entire career ahead of him. He's going to be a future Andr- world champion soon. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he, he he might skip it over. Andra, Andrade, 34 years old. He's got a whole decade left. He's not even hitting his prime right now. So you're giving him that IC title, he'll run with it. Do those uh, vignettes in Spanish. Coming off really powerful. I think Andrade is the right guy to kind of pull the trigger on this. Okay. Now, I want to save the surprise uh, match for last because I think Depending on where you might go with it, I think that would be interesting to see what surprise match you might have for WrestleMania. I certainly have one that's been backlogged for me, so I want to save that for last for me. So let's do the two guarantee matches that we know are happening. The women's world title, uh, not the women's world title, the women's championship match between EO and Bailey. The damage control teammates splitting apart. They now fight at WrestleMania. Um, I think we both agree. I think this is Bailey. Winning this match, finally getting yeah. her moment at Mania. Okay. I mean, obviously one of the great, one of the better, um, uh, one of the better matches and one of the better buildups. But really, not much to say and, here. But Bailey, this is gonna be a great match, and Bailey's gonna get her payoff. And you gotta give them credit because after Mania thirty nine, I thought that that was when they were gonna end Damage Control, and that was gonna be the end of it. And they've kept the ball rolling since then, and they've actually made it better than it originally was. And. Now they have a very, you know, high stakes match of mania where the people are talking about it because they one want to see Bailey get her moment and two, the the build up for the program has been really, really good. You know, adding Kyrie Sane and Asuka to the, the, the group. We right now don't know what's Dakota Kai's stance because we I see her betray betraying Bailey at some point in the storyline. Um yeah, I think it's a great storyline and I would tend to agree. I think Bailey gets her moment at WrestleMania and wins the women's championship be a first title and i think three years so it was since the pandemic and she was the longest yeah. rating smackdown women's champion people forget that yeah i think at the time she was i don't know if someone surpassed her was it bianca that surpassed her i think bianca passed her after that so yeah but at the time it was so long time impressive yeah. rain and oh so, yeah go on so I've so this is what I've taken. I've taken every underdog or every uh oh, I've, I see I've seen going one, two, three, four, five, six tile changes. And what makes sense is that 
Cody Rhodes defeating Roman. It makes the most sense for the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the world, finishing the story, uh, completing the dream of his father, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Cody gets a celebration. All great. However, <laughs> what if the biggest curveball would be if Cody Rhodes loses to Roman, not once, but twice? And here's my prediction. Cody Rhodes lost again due to bloodline interference this past Monday night on Raw to Drew McIntyre. Don't say it. Because of Samoan Spike. Don't. uh, Spike. Um, Hold on. I'm not done yet. Because of Samoan Spike to Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. Cody realized that he has to get some sort of equalizer here Mm -hmm. to defeat the bloodline. So there's a couple different options here. And I think Cody Rhodes will beat Roman Reigns. However, it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, the Rock is going to turn on Cody or whatever, or the Rock's going to turn on Roman. It's going to be something like that. But I think the Rock is going to be kind of contracted by Cody, right? I think the Rock kind of, Cody put the Rock in there as a plant. That's how they're going to put it off. And, and this is exactly where I'm going now, because if you pay attention to other promotions, Guess who was just contracts just expired at MLW oh and they were both God. just written off, written, written off TV. Uh, Lance Anawahi and Jacob Fatu were both. Jacob Fatu literally got brought to the back in a body bag. That's how they wrote him off MLW. I'm not kidding you. No. That's that's not an exaggeration. They literally wanna, put him in a body I bag. I want to not believe that, but now I really believe it. it I, I swear. I watched the whole match. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take your word for it. So they're not anticipating him coming back to MLW. If they could do something like that, that's, you know, you don't show up on TV the next week or in your uh, television program or in your show next week, even a month or two months later. You're going away for a long time, if forever in that program, kind of like they did with William Regal in AEW. Right. How they wrote him off. It is my belief that to get them to stretch this Rock Roman storyline to the next mania, The Rock is going to enlist Lance Anawahi as the equalizer to Jimmy Uso and Jacob Fatu as the equalizer to Solo. And they're going to have Bloodline Civil War Part 2. And that's going to be the build-up to next WrestleMania. That's uh, So you have Cody winning the match. I do, but that, and that's the, that's the dramatic build-up to it. Okay. I think there's two scenarios I see. Go on. The Rock and Roman are both not going to show up each week, and for how you stretch it out for a full year is by having these guys do the bidding every single that's, week. That's true. That's true. So I stretch it out. So I see this happening in two ways, this show. There's going to be a turn for one of these two sides. Now, if Cody were to lose, I think it's because Seth Rollins turns. Because... You could lead a storyline where Seth is pissed off that he didn't get chosen as Cody's opponent. And obviously losing to Cody three times is also not, you know, that's still in the back of his head. So him costing Cody the title, maybe it could happen. Do I think it's likely to happen? Probably not as bigger as what you mentioned with the rock turning on Roman. I think I agree. I think, it's. I think that's the plan. I think that's going to happen now. I don't know if the Rock would be the the you know the babyface or the heel in that program with Roman. They've been wanting to make Roman a babyface again after this entire run, so maybe that's the case. I don't know yet. Um, but I think you see the Rock turning on Roman in this match, helping Cody win. I I agree. Cody, I think, gets the job done at Mania this year, and he gets the championship that. 
eluded his father and eluded him last year at WrestleMania. And depending on if your scenario happens and that's how they try to, you know, build it out to next year's WrestleMania or if they do it in some other orderly fashion, I think we'll get a rock and roll match at next year's Mania. They've even rumored it maybe at a Saudi show or at SummerSlam. I don't see that really being the case. I think you get the more markability if it were to be at WrestleMania. So I think I agree with that. I don't know how they will, you know, prolong it, but yeah, I think listen, it doesn't will. have to be Lance Anawahi and Jacob Fatu. I think they will get be, two yeah. other members of the of the uh, Anawahi family of that Samoan dynasty. Yeah, because you still have you still have Solo and Jimmy on SmackDown and Jason on Raw. So yeah, you have you have people already on the show, and then who knows? Maybe they add more people to it. But I agree. I think Cody gets the job done. But we know those are some of our matches for the titles. Is there a match on the card? that you think you might be surprised to see happening as of now that is not being talked about and maybe could happen at WrestleMania in the next couple of weeks. I've had one too many hot takes, so I'm going to sit this one out. Okay, so I'm going to paint you a picture. I think this could be a match that you would like because you talked about this guy potentially returning at WrestleMania. So let's paint a picture. Now, I mentioned Kevin Owens earlier and how he might be involved in the U.S. title picture. And I think we will see a rematch between him and Logan Paul on a SmackDown, but he doesn't win because of outside interference. Now, would you think it'd be the guy that Logan Paul has been, you know, been going around giving the brass knuckles? No. It's going to be two people that he's already been involved with in storyline last couple of weeks, that being Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Now, I think this will lead to a tag team match at WrestleMania. Now, you're saying to yourself, well, gee, who was Kevin Owens going to team up with at WrestleMania to fight these two guys that have been a thorn in his side since he got back to SmackDown? Now, you could say the obvious answer may be Sami Zayn. It wouldn't do much for, you know, markability and stuff like that. And if it was him, no offense to Sami, even though I did say Sami would be in the world title match. You need a good buildup for this. And I think what we could see happening is they don't announce it. They do kind of like what they did with Cody a couple years ago where they don't announce who the, the tag team partner is. And literally the night of Kevin Owens walks out to the ring, you know, he points to the, the ramp as who the tag team partner is going to be. Now, this is a man that Kevin Owens has been familiar with and Austin Theory has been familiar with at WrestleMania 38. I am predicting, and, I, and I'm sure you would be okay with this tag team match. I'm predicting a tag team match at WrestleMania of Austin Theory and Grayson Waller, otherwise known as A-Town Down Under, to fight the team of Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that would be some match, and I would like to see that in person. So uh, I'm all for it. I hope it does happen. Because they have rumored that Austin is beginning himself into shape. And he, he could be the tag. He could be in a tag team match he just so that he doesn't do the, do the uh, workload. He could also do the interference in that Rock Roman match too. I'm that sorry, in the, so- uh, in, in the and, Cody Rock match, right? Uh, no, the Cody I, Roman match. Geez, three times. I, I no, I know what you're getting at. I don't think they do, and I think it's perfect if they do it like this. If they do a tag team match with these guys, and then let's say they do this tag team with the Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth that same night. This would be night one, is where I'm getting at. You could do a backstage segment with with Stone Cold and The Rock 
you know, facing off each other. They don't even have to, to, to beat down each other. They just do a face, like a stare down. And that's all you need because that's how big they have been in their entire career and the pop will go crazy. And that's all you need for, for that to happen. They don't even have to be involved in the matchup for the universal title. I think if you were able to get Kevin Owens to team up with Stone Cold, I mean, the pop would go crazy. Austin and him hitting a stunner at the same time on those two guys would be great pop as well. And Austin gets another match at WrestleMania after we thought maybe 38 would be his last match. I don't think it is the case. I think maybe he is involved in this one. I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to happen. I would like it to see happen, especially considering that I'm going to be there in person. But I could see that very much well happening at WrestleMania this year where you have that celebrity, I guess it's a celebrity, uh, tag team match. And I think that brings us to the end of our Elimination Chamber slash WrestleMania preview and predictions. Uh, before we kind of end the show, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, I'm very optimistic these next couple of weeks for, for WWE. Um, obviously Saturday is a very unique start time for the show being that it starts at, I, you've correct me if I'm wrong, 5 a.m. So on the East uh, coast, 5 so, EST. so I don't know if I'm going to be up for it for when it's live. I know if you said you're going to be up for it. I I'll be up for it. I'll try my best, but I can't guarantee it. I think the last time we've had a show like this was when they had the show in Japan in 2015. And that East was in the East, yeah, the beast in the East one. That was like a, th- what was it? 3 a.m. Start time. Maybe. Yep. Um, so maybe I'll be up for it. Maybe not. Worst case scenario, I'll try to not spoil myself when I wake up and eventually watch it. But who knows what happens from then? But other than that, I'm excited for the next couple of months. I'm excited to go to WrestleMania. Uh, we've already talked about our plans for that week of WrestleMania. Um, even though there's still some of them are still up in the air, but I'm the the options that we have are very uh, limitless and very opportunistic for us for that weekend. And I'm just excited to see where this this next uh, chapter in our WWE lives goes because it's certainly been a tumult. It's, I, was, I shouldn't say tumultuous, but it's certainly been a fun twenty you know twenty twenty four start to this WWE calendar year, and it's I think it's going to get, get you know bigger and better. But uh, how about you? Looking forward to WrestleMania and Elimination Chamber. That's all I really got to say. Short and sweet. That's I think it's a perfect way to sum it all up here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show. That is going to do it for this week's edition of the show as we dove into our first edition of the WWE here on the here on the All Gas Outbreak Sports Show. And we'll now see what happens at Elimination Chamber this upcoming Saturday leading up to WrestleMania in just about 50 plus days. And as we mentioned earlier on, we still have a bunch of other stuff to break down here in the show. We have March Madness coming up, NFL Free Agency coming up, the NFL Draft is coming up, MLB Opening Day is also coming up. A bunch of stuff to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. You'll all want to stay tuned right here on the All Gas No Break Sports Show with it. This has been Nicholas Bavona joined alongside with Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your week.